Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Euro Daily Podcast. Of course, we start today with England. Where else can we start? There's just over 24 hours until their Euro 2020 semi-final clash against Denmark. A game, of course, which is live on TalkSport. We can hear now from the captain, Harold Kane, who has told TalkSport that winning trophies at international level will be better than winning domestic trophies. How would he know? And he says he's not spoken to his new club manager, Nuno Espirito Santo, since he was appointed the gaffer at White Hart Lane. It's not called White Hart Lane anymore. It is. It's still White Hart Lane. Whenever a new manager comes in, it's, I guess there's a level of excitement around the, the club. And obviously, I've not been there, so I've not, uh, I've not had no contact with him. I spoke to him, obviously. Look, he's a, he's a great manager. He's done a great job at Wolves and, and got Wolves playing a real good way. So, yeah, look, let's just see when we get back. And uh, I'm sure we'll be in contact after the tournament. Sterling trying to... Right, the challenge slips it in, it's Harry Kane! It is the perfect start for England! The records, and they're all just kind of bonuses as you go along, you know, you don't set out to, to try and break those, you set out to try and win, do well in major tournaments, which obviously back-to-back semi-finals is, is what we've been doing. Grealish, Kane, 2 in England! I've always said winning a trophy with England would always probably surpass anything you can do at a club level. level. A famous night! A perfect night. One of those that you will just never forget. Just to be a part of that, be a part of that history, put our stamp in, in our history would be something, you know, we'd never ever forget. And like I said, we have a great opportunity now to, to try and achieve that. So it's down to us. We're in the moment. We've got to grab it with both hands and, and don't let it go. And then it's an excellent ball. He's found Harry Kane. Kane checks. Good save from the goalkeeper. Kane got it back onto his right foot. His best moment of the tournament so far. That's part and parcel of being, first and foremost, an England player, professional footballer, uh, and a striker as well. You know, you're always judged by goals. You could be the best player on the pitch, but if you don't score, people would always say he should have done better. So that's just part and parcel of the job. I've always had so much self-belief in myself that I always know, even if I go two, three, four games without scoring, yeah, I'll be ready for that next opportunity. And it's just a matter of time before it drops my way and. Thankfully, a couple did against Ukraine. So, yeah, look, I'm, in, I'm in a good place. Obviously, as a striker, I want to be scoring because it means I'm definitely helping the team in, in that aspect. So, hopefully, a couple more on Wednesday will be nice. He's an experienced guy, and as I was saying, and knowing him like I know, he just wants his team to win. Uh, he's not chasing uh, individual trophies. He's chasing uh, a trophy that... He never won, especially this amazing one with his own country. It's common knowledge. We have a great relationship. We got on really well. I really respect him as a as a manager and as a person. Obviously, I wish him all the best at uh, uh, Roma. But yeah, it's great to have, if not 
the best manager or one of the best managers uh, in the world on your side and talking good things about you, it means you must be doing something well. So uh, I'd always respect him. I'd always hopefully be in contact with him for, for the rest of my career. And like I say, I just wish him all the best on his, on his next chapter. And all to the left-hand side, chipped in by Shaw. There is goal number three. Harry Kane again. Hopefully, if I can score a couple more in, in this tournament, um, it will mean that we've done well as a team and, and hopefully get through to the final. Now, whilst defender Harold Maguire has been speaking to the media, and despite not conceding a single goal in the tournament so far, the Manchester United defender believes that England can still keep getting better ahead of tomorrow's semi-final. Harry Maguire this time attacking it. Lovely in-swinging delivery. Maguire with a bullet header. It's a throwback to the last World Cup. Every game that we've played, we've tried to improve on. Every game in this tournament, we feel like we're, we're improving, we're getting better. I think we can still get better. But yeah, I think the belief's there. We have a, we have a great, great group, exceptional talent, but we're not getting carried away. We've got a lot to do and a lot to improve on. And if they can keep a clean sheet tonight, they will be the first side in European Championship history ever to keep clean sheets in the first five games of the finals. It's a real plus for us. Seven clean sheets is remarkable. Um, it's not just us defenders and a goalkeeper. It, it comes from a team, it comes from a base. Of course, it's a big plus. The most important thing is winning games and, and keeping clean sheets enables us to do that. It is Ukraine nil, England four, and into the last four. England in the past have had great chances. But we're focused on ourselves. I think the, the mentality of this group is that we, we demand a lot from each other. We demand to win football matches. And we just focus on each game as it comes. But I think in the past we've had great chances. And like I say, every game that we play is a tough game at this level. You need to perform to your highest to make sure that it gives you the possibility of, of winning the football match. And at the moment we're doing that. And like I say, every game we take, take as it comes. And we need to make sure we perform well. Now... Is this England side better than the one that reached the semi-finals back in 1996? Well, two members of that squad, Edward Sheringham and Stuart Psycho Pierce, have been having their say on TalkSport. Inside, he slips it in. It's Sterling! And England are off and running. Calvin Phillips has made it. Raheem Sterling puts it away. His first goal at a major tournament for England. Grealish Kane, 2 0 England, bring on the quarterfinals. And with five minutes to go, England have a two goal lead. And towards the left hand side, chipped in by Shaw. There is goal number three. Harry Kane again. We won't have, ever have a better chance than getting to the final with a European Championship. I know home soil is, is, a, is a massive advantage. You know, Euro 96, we should have done, gone that little bit further, that little bit better, but we didn't. We have an opportunity, and in life you get opportunities, and if you don't take them, you have every right to be disappointed. You cannot go into a tournament, have a qualifying group with the most difficult game in it was the Scots. 
come past the Czech Republic, come past the Croatians, get a very weakened German side, get the Ukrainians, and get the Danes in the semi-final, and then not progress and think it's not an opportunity missed. The fact we've got home advantage for two games puts us favourites. But, you know, I just don't like getting too carried away when we expect. It's bit, you know, go back to your 96 because we were at home and you're thinking we're, we're, we're nearly there. They don't know about all the, all the times we've missed out because they, you know, they weren't around for them. So they're just going into it full of fun. I think there's not much to choose between the team's 11 v 11 matchups, you know, yeah. from 96 to this one. There's very little to choose. But what I would say is the depth of impact from the bench, I feel is better in this squad, you know. I think they've got more variation. From his last team that he picked, you've got Grealish and Foden and Rashford all sat on the bench, you know, yeah. which quite astounding really let alone Mings and the form that he, he showed in the game that he was in let alone Chilwell or Shaw or you know, there's so many options there and that is so much better than I, I, I feel personally than the options that were available to Terry Venables in 96. It won't be horrific it'll just be disappointing and there's nothing worse than being disappointed because that ultimately is almost you start to feel pity for yourselves and walk around in pity we have an opportunity which we should take. They need to win it. You're right. You know, you've, they won't get a better chance. But as for, I think, embarrassment that if they didn't get to the final, is the words you used before, I disagree with that. I think things are, are moving on very nicely under Gareth. And I think there's, a, there's an understanding in the way that, that we're playing. So what sort of team should England be expecting to face tomorrow? Well, let's hear from the former Denmark duo. Jan Mulby and Frank Arneson, wow, two big names there, who both joined White and Jordan to discuss the Danes and the threat they possess. Not White and Jordan, Mulby and Arneson. The full-time whistle goes, and Denmark have done it. And they will play at Wembley on Wednesday. We are a very aggressive, high-pressing team, and I think that's what we'll do. You know, I think we will, we'll, we will try and see if we can unsettle them. Uh, we don't certainly don't want them in our half with the attacking quality that they have. So I think very much the plan is going to be to be aggressive and press them high to, to see if we can unsettle them in in that way. We have also growing in, in, in the tournament. I think mm. a few players like Andreas Christensen is probably in his form of his life. Mm. One one of one of the players for me is a key as well on, on the midfield for Denmark. It's Pierre-Emile Hoybier. What he now is doing, he has added to his game, which I thought was a little bit too much playing in the holding role. Now he's going forward as well. He's playing the ball forward. Yeah. And he can, he's the one, you know, which I, 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 I want to see him coming into the box, play the ball forward, run forward. He's physically very strong. He's good t- technically. And now with this and together with the, uh, with the Delaney, those two midfield players are, yeah. are very strong. Yeah. Down the line for Mjela, who is in behind. And the early cross into the penalty area leads to a second goal from Dolberg. And Denmark look to be on their way to the semi-finals at Wembley. We put a lot of energy in already, but it is a good team. I mean, we've got good players who play in the big leagues around uh, Europe. But I think when we beat Russia, we were expected to beat Russia. I think we are expected to beat Wales and possibly even the Czech Republic. But it's when you put it all together and it takes you to a semi-final of European Championships. And that's when you realise how big this actually is. And towards the left-hand side, chips in by Shaw. There is goal number three, Harry Kane again. One of those guys that, you, that you're looking up to a bit and you're watching and see what he's doing and stuff like that. So 
Yeah, one of the best. Long early ball forward, looking for Damsgaard, who was in behind the cover. Damsgaard into the penalty area, knocks it beyond the goalkeeper, but it's clean off the line. One of the, the players who have done quite well, I think, is Damsgaard from, from Sampdoria mm. on the position of Eriksen. But I think he will he will, he will will have a tough game because England uh, are so physically strong and that is not his game. When we played Wales and Czech Republic, we knew we had better players in the opposition. We can't say that when we play England. England got better players than us. So we need to pull a rabbit out of the hat. Are we capable? Very much so. We, we've got an excellent manager and we've got some really good players. And we've got some really good young players that are in really good form. Now, away from the Euros and Southampton striker Daniel Ings has reportedly rejected a new four-year deal with the club. What a lovely position to be in. Shortly, you'll hear from TalkSport's man of the South Coast, Alex Crook. My goodness, Alex Crook's had more jobs than, well, someone that's had a lot of jobs. Anyway, but first is former Spurs midfielders Daniel Murphy and Jamie O'Hara. Danny Yings, the breaking news this morning. Southampton striker, he's turned down a new contract with the club. I can't see any other scenario than being tapped up because why wouldn't you sign it when you've had the injury problems you've had? You're 28 years of age. He's not, um, he's, I mean, he's earned okay. He's not been a top earner anyway. I mean, he, uh, this is the, the contract that's going to make him. I don't get it unless you've been, t- he's been tapped. I can't see any other way. I'm told by my sources at St Mary's that isn't necessarily the case. We know there's been a new four-year deal making him the club's highest paid player. That's been on the table uh, for the best part of a year now. Personal terms and contract length have been agreed for several months, but he still hasn't put pen to paper. Obviously, he's assessing his options. I think there is a desire to go and play for one of the top clubs, a Manchester City, a a Manchester United maybe. But at the moment, I can tell you, Southampton haven't had a single inquiry this summer for Danny Ings. And they're saying, in any case, he will not be leaving us this summer. He's got a year left on his contract. The plan at St Mary's is very much to hold him to that final year and hope there can still be a resolution in contract negotiations. If you got him to sign for someone like, say, Tottenham, I think it'd be a great move for him. I think he needs that chance again. He had a terrible injury at Liverpool, really struggled, and he he couldn't kind of get in that side. Um, But I think he's good enough to be at a club like that. And I think if you could get him to, say, a Tottenham, and we go and we lose Harry Kane, and then we spend a few quid maybe on signing someone like him, I think he'd do great for us. Is he a top-class striker? I think he's a very, very good player. Is he a Champions League player? I'm not 100% convinced. And I think Southampton don't necessarily believe that he is either. It's really difficult to kind of, as a player, and Ali will know this, when you you want to stay some somewhere because yeah. you're comfortable and you're enjoying your football. Southampton give him the sort of platform again to go and express himself and get himself back playing some great stuff. And then you've also got to weigh up the option of, is there more for me? You know, is can yeah. I progress again? Can I push on again? And it's you take that if you don't take that step, or you don't think, uh, you know, I'm going to stay here because I'm you know, I'm enjoying my football and, I, and I'm happy. Sometimes you can look back at that and regret it. So you can't, you can, you can never sort of question a player for turning down a contract to say he wants more in terms of trying to, you know, go to a, a big club again. And I think he's got the ability to play at a top top club. So that's it for another podcast, the thingamajiggy. Thanks for listening on the Talks by Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. Quite frankly, I don't care. I'm back tonight from 10pm on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm, alongside the fun boy, taking your calls after the first semi of the Euros between Italy and Spain, where Italy will win that 3-1. And, of course, we'll be looking ahead to England against Denmark. 
There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Euro Daily podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Yuffie X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.